This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Passive-aggressive tips for Trump advisors. A Super Bowl Minutia quiz. Honey, bring my breakfast to me in bed. The presidential Cubs fan. And Rick's brush with Norm Van Leer. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Rick Kemper, Dave Stern, uh, standing by, ready to take some uh, minutia and shove it down your throat. How do you like that? <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> uh, right, like a like a what were those? Uh, the sticks, the tongues. Remember when you were kids? I mean, I, I, when we were kids, yeah. when you went to the doctor, do they still do that with the tongue? With say, ah? Yeah. Yeah, do the tongue, tongue depressors, I think they're called. Yeah. Do they still I don't do know. That? That's a great question. I don't think I've had a doctor use one of those on me in years. Right, but when they we were s- kids, it happened all the time. They seem more preoccupied with the other end these days. <laughs> right. And your copay. Yeah. Hey, by the way, big week at the Kempfer house. I haven't mentioned this to you, but uh, Johnny Kempfer, son number two, got a job. Whoa. What yeah. did you see? U.S. Senator? No. I mean, he's working at the bowling alley at the Brunswick Zone, but, you know. That's cool. Yeah. He's, he's finally uh, finally bringing in some, some cash to help pay for college, which is nice. Uh, he's an Eagle Scout, right? He is an Eagle Scout, yes. So he's employed and an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad for an 18-year-old kid. Pretty good. Um, hey, before I before we get started, I want to warn you, we might get interrupted. Um, I'm expecting a writer from the New England Journal of Medicine to come because I have the worst cold in history. Really? Really? And they're going to do a story. They're going to do a story on me. Huh. So, um, so in case... Uh, so in case I kind of just conk out in the middle too. Well, do you have like our both nostrils out today? You do sound a little yeah, stuffed they're com- up. Yeah, they're both completely. They're completely gone right now. Um, Should we so have just, somebody standing by? I mean, what happens if you collapse? Because I know you're very dainty. Okay, I don't like your tone here. <laughs> uh, but um, can you see why my no, kids go to my wife when they're sick? <laughs> Not me. You know, this reminds me of a story that is going to really convey how much of a puss I am. Yeah. Um, this happened about, oh, I guess eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. My mom was very sick. You know, she was sick for a while. Oh, this is going to be a funny uh, story. I can tell. <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah. It's right. Right. Cancer is not funny. Uh, remember? But yeah. this is kind of funny. So she's, and you know, she had lung cancer and, um, you know, and. Hence, toward the end, she had trouble breathing. And I remember I was visiting her once, and she was kind of, you know, laboring. Um, and she asked me how I was doing, and I just started complaining about a cold that I had. <laughs> and my mother gave me this look like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I'm dying here. Literally. Right. I'm dying yeah, here. <laughs> and you're complaining about your sniffles. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget her look like, wow. Yeah. Hey, what have I done? Where have I gone wrong? Right. Here. I, I, have, uh, <laughs> I have raised a man child. Oh, I know. And uh, but, the, but to be fair to me, I always get the worst colds. Right. Yes. I mean. 
It could be that's one possible explanation, or it could be that everyone gets the same kinds of colds, but you are just more of a puss about it. Uh, I am. I am really a puss. And, you know, I'll be alone in a room, and all of a sudden I'll just say, ugh, I feel like shit. (laughs) And I'm talking to myself. (laughs) You know? I mean, there's nobody even in the room anymore. I'm just re, you know, <laughs> I'm just reevaluating it to myself. I'm reevaluating it to myself. Uh, oh yeah. God, I love that. Um, All right, um, I, I think we are supposed to get to some minutia. I've got an audio clip. because once the audio plays, we have to actually deliver minutia. You ready? This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Okay, let's hear some minutia. So you saw. Did you see Saturday Night Live this past weekend with Melissa McCarthy? Um, oh, my God. That just, is it was just brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. That could be. Uh, and I, I don't you know, I don't want to say because a lot of times you go right to hyperbole on something like this. But I think that might be the funniest bit ever done on Saturday Night Live. It's a top five. Yeah. Um, a, oh, abs- absolutely. And what is really I mean, not only was it a, just an absolutely perfect bit, the timing. I mean, it was like eight minutes. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. And, and it flew by. For the, for the entire thing. I mean, it was just brilliant. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't – I mean, I know who she is, but not really. She was the first time – or this is the first time she's really been in my consciousness. Oh, what you've, else seen, she, you've seen her before. She's, she's oh, Molly from Mike and Molly. She's uh, – Never watched it. Yeah, she's from Chicago. She's you know you, she's she's everywhere. She's in the the movie uh, uh, girlfriends or something. Uh, yeah, what? Whatever. I don't know. I've I've uh, seen her in many films, and I find her to be hilarious. Just just in general, she's really funny. Uh, I think she was in Ghostbusters too. Was it? Was she? In Ghostbusters? She's cousins with with uh, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, oh. Well, they look different. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy, uh, but, I don't think, could have pulled off the Sean Spicer bit. Although, yeah. I think Jenny McCarthy's pretty funny, too. Well, you've met her several times, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll probably come up in a uh, celebrity uh, potpourri, maybe even today. Maybe. You never know. Uh, but the, the funniest thing apart about this is how annoyed – Trump is getting and, uh, you know, all uh, the, 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 you know, the Washington elite are just getting really annoyed at, at these, you know, certainly at SNL, but really on everything. He's so thin skinned and you know, comedians, you know, we, you know, we know a lot of comedians. Once you give them that big red button to push. Oh, and you know, (laughs) uh, the thing that I, I, the way I'm looking at this, and it, I know what this presidency's only been like three weeks or something ridiculous really? like that. I know. Really? I know. <laughs> but you can kind of see the look in the eyes of some of the employees, uh, you know, the advisors for him. They're like, get me out of here. Get me out. <laughs> I want to be out. And all the leaks and everything, it, you know, and it, working for a guy like that. And I'm not making any political statement here. I'm just talking about his personality. Working for a guy like that is incredibly difficult. I've done oh. it myself. Oh, I know. I know. I've had, a, I've had a boss that we actually had talked about several episodes ago that, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to communicate with. And, and you just know that they just do mistakes left and right, you know, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. And then you're like, okay, you did it. Your fault. 
You're but, bad. But the, th- the thing about him is it's it's just that narcissism. You know, it's that like everything revolves around him. And in the media business, ironically, because he hates the media so much, but in the media business, there's a lot of people like that. <laughs> there's oh. a lot of people like that. And I've worked for several of them. I'm not talking about the air personalities I work for, but, you know, regular bosses that work uh, – in the media business, they the guys who run these companies. They, in fact, in in, in the, my book Severance, my first novel Severance, I did a whole thing about these guys. There, uh, I, I created characters, and then, for instance, the the concept of Severance is a guy is trying to get fired so he can collect his severance, and the boss will not fire him because he is will not admit that he's wrong and he does not want to pay the severance. Sure. So it's a constant struggle. It's like a passive aggressive struggle. And I've been thinking, just watching the whole Trump thing, I've been thinking that these comedians are showing the employees the way to go with Trump. To how to deal with Trump. Yeah, just be the pass just be passive aggressive is what you're saying. Right. Here's the key to being passive aggressive. Being to be passive aggressive, you want to get somebody's goat while seemingly being completely inoffensive to anyone right. else who walks in and hears it. And then right, because right, then right. the other person looks like a complete maniac. <laughs> but you know you're 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 sticking the shift in. <laughs> that is that is the way you work as a passive aggressive guy. I've got uh, you're a couple of the class at the Discovery Center. What Tuesdays and Thursdays in this? It reads Severance. That's what the whole book is. <laughs> it, it, the the characters in that book. Uh, it was so much fun to write. You could do it to Trump. All you got to do yeah. is I'll give you a couple of examples. All right, let's say yeah. you're. Uh, Let's say you're just talking casually in the uh, Oval Office with Trump and someone mentions basketball. You can say something like, uh, hey, I met Shaq once. Giant hands. (laughs) Biggest hands I've ever seen. His hands are like the size of my head. Zing. It's like a zinger. uh, How about this? And I'm just I'm just riffing here. You before when you're all drinking coffee in those styrofoam cups. Yeah. Right. You give him. Like you make them all, you make, give him a bigger one. Always give him a bigger one. So his hands always look smaller with the, with the coffee. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And when you're dealing with a guy like this, all you have to do is praise someone that is not him. It could right. even be somebody else in the room. It could be, if you, you know, if you just say, you know, to Steve Bannon, you look fantastic today. Right. That's going right. to send him spinning out. Right. That's, Where'd you get that tie? It's is that, that easy. Marcus? If you really uh, want to get him, you say stuff like, uh, hey, that Warren Buffett, man, did you see how much money he made last year? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. If you got a big head of hair, constantly flip your, ha- your hair like a supermodel, you yeah, know, yeah. put your fingers through it. I mean, yeah. it's that easy. Uh, hey, have you seen Mitch McConnell's daughter? She is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the other, my other favorite trick is to call the uh, is to call their wives by the ex wives name by mistake. You know, like with him, it's simple. Like Ivana, oh my God, it's almost every it, other name in the Mar- Marla, Ivana. If you really want to get mean, you can call her Rosie. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and if you're a uh, 
if you're in the press briefing room and you're a uh, and you're a reporter, you could ask Trump uh, um, uh, something like, "Have you spoken to President uh, uh, Bannon? I mean, Putin?" <laughs> exactly. You could <laughs> answer every question, da and yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Send him a big thing of vodka for his birthday. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. I don't want to hear people say they don't. They can't figure out how to deal with this guy. It's a piece of cake. Oh, and, uh, and the comedians. <clears throat> and this is the biggest boon for comedians. Uh, I knew a guy. Actually, I still know him. A Facebook buddy of mine. His name is Dave Sinker. And he. Uh, I actually, met him I once. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he was a Second City comedian. Uh, he now runs a comedy club in the suburbs comedy shrine i think it is maybe um but he looked just like michael dukakis i mean and he just had michael dukakis down so when michael dukakis lost it was it ruined his career if michael dukakis would have won he would have been a you know a millionaire there was a guy named von meter have you ever heard that name uh maybe in 1961, 1962, 1963, he was one of the most famous people in America. He did a killer John F. Kennedy impersonation. Uh, he released uh, albums. They were bestsellers. So yeah, millions of copies of record albums. And then yeah. on November yeah. 22nd, unemployable. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but it kind of is. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Uh, what would, uh, well, you're kind of a company look alike don't you think not anymore <laughs> 20 years ago we were we've gone on different tra- trajectories <laughs> in the last 20 years uh, uh now so you're depressing you. me now i'm gonna go to i i have prepared a, a little minutia quiz for you and i let me tell you something else we have a new audio clip to play you ready oh yeah yeah oh. here it goes time now for a minutia man minutia man minutia quiz minutia quiz here we go big event on sunday everyone watched it literally everybody not not me fell asleep at about the third in the middle of the third is that true yeah i didn't i i went to bed they were atlanta was up by what 20 or whatever it was 18 i'm like yeah this one's over and i went to sleep but you had money on it yeah but i kind of did the math and figured it was impossible to get my numbers okay Okay. Yeah, like there's the safeties and or two safeties and a field goal. Well, two safeties and a field goal would just be a touchdown. You know, I mean, I did the math and I went to sleep. You know so, what depresses yeah. me <clears throat> about the uh, about football in general is when the Bears suck, kind of sucks the life out of you. Yeah, but- and the Bears have not won the Super Bowl now in 31 years. No, I know that that is very very bad. But there are. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Doesn't it kind of seem like yesterday, though? 31 years. It does. It does. But there are actually teams that have gone longer. There are. Let's see. This is the this is the quiz portion of the program. Okay. Um, okay. There are four teams that have never even been in a Super Bowl. All right. I'm going to give you five choices. You tell me which one of these five has never been in a Super Bowl. Ready? Okay. The Detroit Lions. San Diego Chargers. Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, or Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm pretty sure the Jags have been on there. The the Jaguar. Um, the Lions. You know, I bet the Lions were in in like Super Bowl four or something, maybe. So I'm going to say that the Lions. Nope. 
So one of these have not been in, right? No, four of them have not been. Both the oh, Jaguars oh, and the Lions have, nev- have never been in the Super Bowl. Okay, I say the Lions have never been in the Super Bowl. Is that what you just said? Yeah, and the Jaguars too. Oh, okay, so I blew that. Uh, Chargers, they were always pretty good in the AFC or in like the 70s. I'm going to say that they've been in a Super Bowl. They have. The Chargers were in the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see, last time. Actually, they uh, they also won the AFL championship uh, 53 years ago. So it's not like it's not like they're a total failure. All right, I got another one for you. How many players on the latest uh, Super Bowl champion team, the fifty-three man roster, the the New England Patriots? How many of them were out of diapers when the Bears last won the Super Bowl? Okay, they're no longer <laughs> they were no longer wearing diapers. Okay, it, so they'd have to. What is diapers? Three, two and a half. Yeah, let's say two and a half, three. So. I'm not even going to give you choices. You you just tell me how many you think. Four. One. <laughs> one. Tom Brady. He's the only one. Tom Brady really? was eight. Uh, kicker uh, Stephen Gostkowski was two. Linebacker Rob Ninovich was two. I'm guessing they probably were not potty trained yet. Or if they were, you know, very close. And then four others were newborns born in the uh, fall of 1985, and that's it. Um, you know that Tom Brady? Yeah. Uh, guy can't catch a break, can he? Well, thank God some good fortune finally came his way. <laughs> I know. I know. This poor guy. Yeah. Have, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to root for the underdog, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> uh, get, and here, how many, uh, how many players from that 85 team have become head coaches in the NFL? Uh, well, Ron Rivera, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Two. Um, There's two more. Kevin, it's not Kevin Butler. Uh, head coaches on a professional level. I yeah, so. NFL. Mike Singletary. Right. Jim Harbaugh. No, he wasn't on that team. Um, uh, Leslie Frazier is the fourth one. Oh. I don't think I even knew Leslie Frazier was. Yeah, four of them have become head coaches. Four of them are Hall of Famers: Walter Payton, Singletary, Hampton, and Richard Dent. And uh, four are NFL or have been NFL head coaches. And only one Patriot was out of diapers when the Bears won the Super Bowl last. That's nice, isn't it? All right, well, all right, your turn. What else you got? Uh, well, um, you ever been to North Dakota, Fargo? No, never. Um. One of my favorite movies was filmed there. Called One of the all-time greats. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this past week, uh, let me read you this headline. North Dakota lawmakers say blue laws. Do you know what a blue law is? No, not really. Blue law is a law, and I had to look this up too. It's a law that's that's enacted on Sundays, basically just on Sundays. Like no drinking or no, uh, right. like the bars are closed or whatever. Okay. Right, and they they were debating uh, they were debating one of these blue laws uh, in North Dakota, and the blue law was um, that they wanted to close stores in the morning of Sundays. Okay, okay. And this this one uh, representative uh, decided that, and the reason why is they they the law should remain the same, so wives can make breakfast in bed for their husbands. <laughs> this is in 
2017 we're talking about? Uh, It's Bernie uh, Satrum. And here's his quote. Spending time with your wife, your husband, making him breakfast, bringing it to him in bed. And then after then, go take your kids for a walk, says a representative, Bernie Satrum. Wow. So um, I don't disagree. Right. Well, maybe we should move to North Dakota because that. Uh, have you ever had breakfast delivered in bread to you by your wife? Uh, yes, I have had a couple of occasions, like Father's. Like yeah, Father's Day doesn't count. Oh, just like on a whim. Yeah, like on a Sunday. He's <laughs> saying just like at every Sunday. I would say maybe once, maybe, but. In her defense, I don't think I've ever done it either. No, I know, but you know, we're not the ones saying it. We're not. Uh, there are, uh, so, and so I um, researched some other blue laws throughout the country. Want to hear some of these? I do. Florida. Um, oh wait, oh no! Have- wait. Oh my gosh! Hang on a second. I got another clip here for you. I got a brand new Florida thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm never gonna find it now. You should okay. have tipped me. Oh, here we go. You ready? What's wrong with you, Florida? Okay. Well, yeah, what's wrong with you, Florida? Let's hear it. Uh, here's a blue law. No unmarried woman can parachute on Sundays. That's a law. <laughs> uh, in Massachusetts, it's illegal to go to Wouldn't you love without- to know what happened yeah, to, to make to- that law get <laughs> enacted? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, it's on the books, though. Okay. Uh, probably pretty unaffordable, I would imagine. I but, would think uh, so, yeah. Uh, in Massachusetts, it is illegal to go to bed without bathing. But here's the rub. There's also a law in Massachusetts that says that you can't bathe on Sunday. Hmm. So you can't bathe on Sunday, but it's illegal to go to bed without bathing. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um if you want to brush your teeth on a Sunday, but you don't have the right equipment, you better bring a friend with you to purchase it because it's illegal to sell toothpaste and a toothbrush to the same customer on a Sunday in Providence, Rhode Island. What, is, what in the world? I mean, I don't I have no idea that, that that would have that would have entailed a lot more show prep. OK, I don't know why. Um, this is my favorite. Uh, it's illegal to fish for a whale on Sunday in ohio <laughs> that's why no one's ever done it right uh and um but the, and this is this is a bad law and i think we shouldn't make fun of it but sure why not in south carolina it's still legal to beat your wife on a sunday morning as long as you do it on the steps of the state house well, hey, it would it really only happen if she didn't bring you breakfast, I'm guessing. Or? Yeah, right. Yeah. Your Fargo wife. Yeah. That's so. unbelievable. Well, you know, Russia just passed a law. Did you see this? This is a truth, true story. They passed a law uh, making it just a misdemeanor if you beat your wife the first time. The first time, it's just a little fine or something, you know, because everyone needs, you know, to get it out of their system once. According to Russians, that was actually passed by whatever they call their parliament there this uh, week. Yeah, that's uh, well, I uh, wonder if President Bannon had anything to do with that. <laughs> don't don't say that. It's going to get very mad. <laughs> All right. It's time for our Cubs feature. You ready? Time yeah. now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. 
Dave, we're going to tell you today about uh, a Cub fan that would have been celebrating a birthday this week. Uh, he he passed away a few years ago um, in 2004. He was born in 1911, and he didn't. He wasn't just a Cubs fan. The Cubs actually are responsible for his incredible career. Would you like to hear about this? Sure. All right. So, are you going to you're going to tell me who it is? Obviously, you want me to guess who it is? No, no, not yet. Because okay. <laughs> you'll guess it too quickly. Okay. Uh, he, uh, following college graduation, landed a job as a radio announcer at WOC in Davenport, Iowa, and later at WH, WHO in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And in those days, radio was kind of a new medium, and uh, he discovered that he could get in on the ground floor, and which is what he did. And he was a broadcaster for Chicago Cubs baseball games. Broadcasting games that he had never seen, did not see, because it just came in on a little ticker tape. Okay? Mm-hmm. In 1937, he was voted uh, it was one of the top 10 most popular baseball announcers in America, working in Iowa. And his wow. radio station sent him out to California to cover the Cubs in spring training. At that time, they trained to Catalina Island uh, in uh, Los Angeles area. And he got a screen test while he was out there. And the rest is history. You know who it is, obviously, right? Uh, Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan is correct. One of his starring roles in his film career was playing uh, Cubs great Grover Cleveland Alexander in the winning team. And he did come to Wrigley one last time in 1988 and threw out the first pitch and spent some time in the broadcast booth alongside Harry Carey and remained a Cubs fan until his dying day. So and we have never that. Saw, and he never saw a World Series. Yeah, that's right. He's born. Yeah, he never saw a World Series championship. How long did he broadcast the Cubs for? He did. He broadcast the Cubs for four years. And, and what years were that? Uh, 33 to 37. He actually tells a story, or, or used to tell a story, I don't think he does anymore, about a time the Telegraph went out. I'll, 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 I'll read it to you real quick here. Yeah. There were several other stations broadcasting that game, and I knew I'd lose my audience if I told them we'd lost our tele- Telegraph connection, so I took a chance. I had Billy Jurgis hit another foul. Then I had him f- a foul one that only missed being a home run by a foot. <laughs> I had him follow one back in the stands and took up some time describing the two lads that got into a fight over the ball. I kept on having him hit foul balls until I was setting a record for a ball player hitting consecutive foul balls, and I was getting more than a little scared. Just then, my operator started typing. When he passed me the paper, I started to giggle. It said, Jurgis popped out on the first pitch. (laughs) That's kind of a cool story, isn't it? There's a moose, a moose in center field. Uh, I actually talked to uh, Jack Brickhouse one time about this, and he claims that that story was stolen from him. Oh, really? That that uh, that Reagan heard it somewhere and stole it. But it probably did happen to all of those guys that were doing the uh, teletype thing. I mean, you had literally you had no other way of getting that information. Yeah, that is, uh, and that's really what makes baseball such a wonderful game still to listen to on the radio yeah. i mean a good radio announcer can just really paint and the cubs have a couple of great they do announcers i, I spent uh, a lot of days out on the deck listening to the cubs in the summer yeah you know and i like farmio and dj too yeah okay 
Ah, it's time for our last segment. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. This is the portion of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the big Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met them and what happened. Um, Chicago Bulls great Norm Van Leer. Norm Van Leer was one of the nicest guys. I, I got to know him not that well. I mean, actually, he knew uh, my wife, Bridget, quite well because Bridget was working in the promotions department at uh, that station. It was AM 1000 at the time. He always called her uh, Little Mama. Hey, how you doing, Little Mama? <laughs> you know, probably called every white woman Little Mama, maybe. Probably. Probably. Maybe not. probably but know. we had him on... Uh, uh, Landecker show was a guest one time and off the air we were talking about rock and roll because he loved rock right. and roll he actually requested to come on the show because he liked the show and he just loved you know playing oldies tunes and stuff his favorite band was the Rolling Stones yeah, okay. but he said when he played for the Bulls in the mid 70s there was a day that uh, Jethro Tull came to town and played at the oh. Chicago Stadium if I, yeah. I think I've told you this story yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, Jethro Tull was performing. Norm played for the Bulls, so he had he knew people that got him backstage right. at the Chicago Stadium. And he was standing on the side of the stage, and Ian Anderson, the lead singer from Jethro Tull, came wandering off the side to do like a, a costume change. Yeah. And and I'm going to say a bad word here. I'm just quoting yeah. Norm, quoting Ian Anderson. Ian. Yeah, he looked at Norm and said. Who let the nigger back here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Norm said that he could never, <clears throat> after that, listen, listen to, to any Jethro yeah. Tull. Obviously. I mean, come on. And I yeah. honestly, I have not been able to listen to Jethro Tull since then either. That is, there was very disturbing to me. Um, there was a story about Norm Van Leer, too. And I don't know if I'm going to get this correct. But I think he was at Manny's. The um, Manny's, you know, the the delicatessen on was it Jefferson? Is that where it's at? And Billy Idol was there. (laughs) Um, This is already starting to be a weird story. That's right. So Billy Idol is there, uh, and Norm walks in, and all the all the you know people that know him would say, "Hey, Norm, how you doing?" I mean, he was a pretty popular guy. I would know who he was, and he seemed like a very friendly guy. So people started going, "Hey, Norm, Norm, Norm." And Billy Crystal asked whoever Billy was Crystal this. or Billy Idol. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what an idiot. No, Billy Idol. Okay, oh, so Billy okay. Idol is there, and he turns next to the guy next to him, but he goes, "Why is everybody calling Bill Cosby Norm?" Yeah, see, that's the kind of guy norm is he does look a little bit like bill cosby he did look yeah. a little bit like bill cosby but everyone loves the guy isn't that yeah, true i uh, i never had the chance to meet him but uh he was a good announcer too he i was. enjoyed he was excellent as um, the studio guy during the bulls heyday right. years yeah he, he uh and, and no uh no scandals either right i can't think of any not that no i know of. i'm sure there were some but uh a good friend of his uh, was his former producer, Tom Saratella, uh, is a friend of mine, and he never had a bad word to say about Norm. And And I always judge uh, people in the media by how their producers talk about them because, 
you know, that's that's a good way to judge it. You got to work with somebody every single day. And when your producer says you're a good man, you're a good man. And that's all there is to it. Right. And, and we we have good men on the uh, minutia men. I love Tony Lasano and, and Ed. We right? do. Executive yeah. producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions, distributed by Ed Sillo, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like uh, Geek Counter Geek. Have you listened to this? These are two guys that um, debate, like you know, Kirk versus Kirk versus Picard. Who's the better, you know, who's the better uh, Starfleet commander? Or it's Minutia esque. Right, it is, and it uh, is. my f- my favorite one is how deadly would a zombie apocalypse really be? <laughs> Great talk radio isn't dead; it's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Calatron. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11.